Thank you so much for hitting the play button on your favorite listening device of choice from wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Duff Tyler, and this is A Duff Said. Now, we have got a lot to talk about on this week's show. District tournaments for boys basketball gets underway this week in the state of Michigan. Momentarily, you'll hear from the Lake Orion boys basketball team. And then later, Dragons Athletic Director Chris Bell joins me to talk about resuming his role as head coach of the Lake Orion football team after being away from the program for the last five years. But first up, the Lake Orion boys basketball team just clinched a share of the OAA White Division Championship this past Thursday. The Dragons defeated Birmingham Groves 49-34 on senior night for their 12th win in their last 14 games. Now the Dragons got the bye in their district tournament, so they'll be in action on Wednesday to take on the winner of the Romeo versus Eisenhower game. After Thursday's game against Birmingham, I caught up with Lake Orion head coach Jose Andradas to talk about how this team went from 2-4 and four to a team that could be holding a district championship this Friday night. And that conversation starts now. How would you assess where your team is right now? Right now? Uh, we're right where we should be. I think we're in championship mode. We've had three really tough games. Um, we got districts coming up, and uh, I feel when we get our point guard back, we're going to be ready to make a, try to make a run. Now, you started the season 2-4. and four. What is different about this group right now than where you were at the beginning of the season? Uh, just the, the team coming together, um, you know, becoming one team, uh, playing for each other, uh, realizing their roles. Um, we had to make some changes. Um, that's about it, though. Now, did you have to say anything or do anything different to turn this team around? <laughs> no, no, I was just being myself. Um, you know, we, said, we, we had to change, we had to change uh, some of the things we were doing, and we did, and uh, they, they accepted that challenge, and, and we've been successful since, so that's a good thing. So you're 12-2 and two going into district since that start. What has it been like for you to watch this season play out the way it has? Well, it's been fun because it's fun watching the kids learn and keep learning and adapting. And, and then they're really smart kids, so they take they, t- they learn really quick and they adapt to. We've done different schemes and stuff, and this uh, this is one of those rare teams that um, can put it all together. You know, we got a good point guard, we got a good we got a kid going to Grand Valley, we got some football players that are really tough. I, th- I think that's a good mixture of kids. This is your first season as the head coach of the Lake Orion Dragons. You were an assistant for a number of years. What has this first season been like for you? Oh, it's been great. This is a dream season for a first-year coach. I mean, you're, you got a division title. You have, uh, you know, you have a I don't know, fourteen six. It's a pretty good record. Um, and again, we got a buy in the districts. That's our goal. And we'll see where this takes us now. You know, we just gotta see what happens. As we record this, it is senior night, and you got to send your seniors out with that OAA White Division Championship. When this season began, where did you see your guys stacking up among the rest of the teams in that division? Oh, about right there. I mean, we knew it would be us in Bloomfield, and Groves was very tough, and Troy is also tough, too. And we, we knew that we were probably the top two or three. We weren't sure if we, we could win it, but uh, as we went through the season and got better, we, were like, we got more confidence. What was it like to see this group go out on top on senior night tonight? Oh, it was everything you want as a coach. You, know, you want your seniors to have a great experience. Um, you know, again, winning the division, having a nice student section watching us. Uh, that's what it's what, about playing high school sports, and, and I'm just so happy for them. How many years have you been a part of the Lake Orion community? All three. What was it about this town and this community and the school that made you look look at it all and say to yourself, this is where I want to be? Oh, I mean, I coached at other places in LA and um, I've always thought they were tough, uh, hard-nosed players. They always had tough, hard-nosed players. And, um, you know, it's a big school. I mean, that many kids, you know, nice gym. It's just a nice place to coach, you know, and good staff, um, great AD, I mean, everything you could ask for. Now, I know that uh, you don't know exactly who you're going to be playing next week. You are in the semifinal round of the districts, but just looking at the field, how do you feel you guys match up with the rest of the teams in your district? We're pretty good. We think we could have a chance to win. I mean, there's a lot of tough teams, um, but we think we're one of them. 
Um, and we think we have a shot. We just have to play well, like every team does. I mean, it's March Madness, so you never know what's going to happen. So you, you got you to gotta take on the unexpected and, and be able to persevere through that and, and hopefully come out with a W. What will it take for you guys to be the championship team of your district tournament? Uh, just playing our, our style of basketball. Because uh, I think we we can adjust defensively to most teams because all six seven guards, so we can adjust to most teams. But if we just play our way, and um, you know, if we play our brand of defense and control tempo, I think we can make a run. One of the things I asked your guys just a moment ago: What's it like to play in March? What's it like for a coach to be coaching a team in March? Yeah, a team like this is excellent. I mean, this is what we, you know, you know, a lot of time in high schools, you know, you get you get talent and it goes up and down. And you know, the great thing about March Madness and the high school sports is everybody restarts. And so now, you know, everybody has a shot at this one championship, and we have two games to do it. And that's what's exciting about um, that. Up next, you'll meet two members of the Dragons that have been teammates since elementary school. But when they start attending college this fall, they'll be conference rivals, in a manner of speaking. When my wife and I moved to Lake Orion four years ago, we had to do two things. Get to know the area and find great pizza. That's when we met Sheldon. Sheldon's the kindest guy you'll meet in Orion Township. His heart is as big as his pizzas, and once you order one, you'll see why Sheldon is our guy for pizza time. Sheldon Street Pizza is located at 3667 Baldwin Road across from the Great Lakes Athletic Club. You can look them up online at sheldonstreetpizza.com. Sheldon is ready to serve you the best pizza, breadsticks, and sandwiches that are always made fresh when you order them. Sheldon Street Pizza, more than just pizza. And that's a Duff said. Fourth Coast Cider Works is the place to be for hard cider in Oakland County. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast is quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Stop by Fourth Coast and try some of their many flavors on tap. You can also take some home in a can or a howler. Fourth Coast is open Thursday through Sunday. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. The best hard cider is on the Fourth Coast. And that's a Duff said. Not available to anybody under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. As I mentioned earlier, last Thursday was senior night for the Lake Orion boys basketball team. I caught up with seniors Alden Ritt and Trevor Witt after they got a win in their final game together in the Lake Orion gym. So how does it feel to get that kind of win tonight on senior night? Um, it was huge, it was huge. You know, the, the fans came out to come support, you know, big win against a very good uh, Groves team. So this one, this one was uh, definitely Definitely a good win. They beat us the first time, and you know it was really important to us to get this win and you know get this championship. So it definitely means a lot. How would you guys assess where this team is right now? I think we're playing our best ball at the right time. Yeah, um, yep, yep. playoff so just, ready. I'd have to say playoff ready. And I mean, we're just going to keep playing with each other, keep playing for each other, and I, I expect a lot out of this team come playoff time. Right, I want to rewind the clock back to earlier this season. You guys started off two and four. What were some of the struggles that you guys had uh, right out of the gate? Um, I just think we weren't playing with confidence and we weren't playing together. So, um, you know, we definitely have grown a lot and we're looking forward to, to making a playoff run. And Trevor, what would you say was the mindset of this team at that particular time in the schedule? Um, I think we were just a little down on ourselves, you know. We uh, started off rough, you know, just getting down on ourselves, not, not, not really communicating to our, uh, each other, you know. We were bringing each other down and then, well, I mean, we turned it around here and uh, we started bringing each other together, having, having good chemistry now, so everything's clicking now. What was said, or what did you guys have to do to get that big turnaround? Because you guys are like 12 and two since then. Um, I think we just all started, we just bonded. We just bonded, everything, everything started clicking. We started spending a lot of time together off the court too, and it's crazy how you see that off the court move and on the court, and you know, you start having a lot more fun with those guys. Well, how would you assess this team going into the districts next, next week? 
Um, I think we're ready to go, ready, ready to ball, ready to go pretty far in this, uh, this uh, tournament. Alden, what do you know about the field that you guys are going to be up against? So we play the winner of uh, Ike and Romeo, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then the winner of that plays the winner of all the Rochester teams, Stony Creek, Rochester, or Adams. I want to know a little bit about you guys right now. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourselves. You're both seniors on the team. I'll start with you, Alden. Is basketball the only sport you play here at Lake Orion? Yeah, I mean, I played soccer like my freshman year, but that was it was never, never anything crazy. But basketball, I, I think we're starting to change the culture here a little bit. So. When did you discover basketball? Since I was six months, six months old, so. Okay, so you were probably born with a yeah. basketball and you had one in your crib then, I take it. Yep, absolutely. Who were some of your earliest influences in basketball? Uh, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. What was it about those two that really just drew you into the game and wanted to make you a better player? I mean, just a passion that uh, Kobe Bryant played with. And then, I mean, LeBron James is one of the best players on the planet, so. How did you develop your game? Um, just lots of hours in the gym, getting better. And how about you, Trevor? When did you discover basketball? I would have to say, like, elementary school. I was, I've always been playing it my entire life. You know, I've been, ever since I got into football, you know, I was like, oh, what am I going to do in the winter? Basketball. So I just picked up a basketball and so started playing. We've been playing since yep, fourth we've been grade. Playing together. Second grade, right? Yeah, second grade. Oh, man. What has it been like for you two to just have been teammates for so long? It's been great. It's been great, you know. I love, love having him around me at all times, you know. He's a great teammate, great player, great person. Same thing with him. I mean, it's just great. I mean, we both accomplished our goals, too. You know, he's going to Saginaw Valley for football and going to Grand Valley for basketball, so it's just been great. You guys are going to be kind of rivals so. in the GLIAC, yeah. not necessarily facing off against each other in uh, basketball. What's that going to be like when you guys see yourselves wearing opposing colors? Oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. Lots of trash talk, you know, if the other team, yeah, lots of fun, lots of fun rubbing in, rubbing in each other's face, you know. This is going to be your last run together here at Lake Orion. You guys got the districts next week, and we'll just see how far this can go. But what is it like to play basketball in the month of March? You know, it's just all about making memories, making memories, going deep in the playoffs, you know. Each, we got to cherish each practice, you know, make the most of it. it. It's real special, you know. This is what you work for the entire year, playing in March. And, um, you know, the farther you go, the better you are. So we're just going to, you know, take advantage of every opportunity we get and keep working. I know you just said you want to take advantage of every opportunity. What will it take for you guys to be the last team standing next week in the districts? Just keep playing with defensive intensity and keep playing together. Yep, and uh, we're going to have to have good, clean, hard practices, you know, get everything dialed in. Okay, I'm going to change the subjects just a little bit. We're going to move from basketball. We're going to do a little fun game now. This is five things that people need to know about Trevor Witt and Alden Ritt. I'm going to start with you, Alden. What is your hype song? Dreams and Nightmares, Meek Mill. Um, I would have to say Crazy Story Part 3, King Von. And Trevor, what is your favorite all-time movie? All-time movie, I'd have to say Step Brothers. Let me think. What's it called? Good Will Hunting. Okay, so those are two completely opposite films. This is why you guys are going to opposite colleges. I see a little bit of differences there. Just a little bit. I mean, you, you like the drama. He's all about the comedy. But that's okay. I, I got to say, you do have kind of a Will Ferrell look to you, too, by the way, Trevor. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No problem. And I know you said that uh, LeBron and Kobe were your favorite uh, players. They were kind of your influences in basketball. Yes, what would you say is your favorite professional sports team? Ooh, right now, I, I, I've always loved watching the Spurs play. So you're a big Popovich fan, too. Yeah, absolutely. What is it about Pops that you like so I much? Just, I just like how they move the ball. You know, it's really fun to watch. Uh, I have to say the Lions because, you know, they even though they're not doing too well right now, they're going to... They always play hard. They always play hard. That's what I like about them. This is going to be a fun question, guys, because this one I'm really going to pick your brain on. Let's say it's an ideal night out for, for you guys. Let's say it's date night or, day, or you're having dinner with the family. So I'm going to give you four different choices. What would your ideal meal be? Are we going to go wings? Are we going to go hamburgers, pizza, or tacos? What are you going with, Trevor? I'm going, going to go with the wings, you know. Nothing better than a good chicken wing. Describe the perfect chicken wing. Uh, just uh, probably a drum covered in barbecue. Hot, mild, or spicy, or sweet? Sweet. Definitely. You're, you're just like me. That's the way I like them, too. I, I don't want my mouth on fire when I'm trying to eat a good chicken wing. 
And how about you? What are you going to go with if you're going with a dinner night? Uh, steak and potatoes. You can't go wrong with steak and potatoes. Medium wow, rare. You, you, medium rare? That's medium how rare. I like it, too. You swerved me a little bit. I yeah. give you four different options, but uh, you went on your own there. You, you, you chose a steak I'm and potato. I, lo I love my steak and potatoes. That's a good choice, too. That's a good choice, too. Final question, fellas. What does it mean to you guys to represent the town and the community of Lake Orion? I've grown up here my whole life, so it means the world to me. Yeah, I could say the same exact thing. Been here my entire life, you know. Feels great. It feels great. What is your one favorite thing about Lake Orion? The community. The community. It's all about the community. I was going to say the same thing. Just everybody's together all the time. Fellas, it was such a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you on a Duff Said this week. Best of luck to you in the districts. I can't wait to see how this uh, little frenemy rivalry is going to go as you go on to uh, the GLIAC. Best of luck to both of you, fellas. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Up next, a familiar face will be back on the sidelines on the Lake Orion football field this fall. Chris Bell joins me to talk about going back to being the head coach of the Dragons. Winter is here in the state of Michigan, but hard cider is good for all four seasons. Looking for the best hard cider in Oakland County? Then stop by Fourth Coast Cider Works. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast has many flavors on tap and some you can take home. Fourth Coast is open Thursday through Sunday. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. Fourth Coast Cider Works. Quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Not available to anybody under the age of 21? Please drink responsibly. When my wife and I moved to Lake Orion four years ago, we had to do two things. Get to know the area and find great pizza. That's when we met Sheldon. Sheldon's the kindest guy you'll meet in Orion Township. His heart is as big as his pizzas, and once you order one, you'll see why Sheldon is our guy for pizza time. Sheldon Street Pizza is located at 3667 Baldwin Road across from the Great Lakes Athletic Club. You can look them up online at sheldonstreetpizza.com. Sheldon is ready to serve you the best pizza, breadsticks, and sandwiches that are always made fresh when you order them. Sheldon Street Pizza. More than just pizza. And that's a Duff Said. For 18 years, Chris Bell was the head coach of the Lake Orion football team. His football career started there in the mid-1980s when he was the quarterback for the Dragons. Chris Bell took over the program as head coach back in 1998, and he took them to the state finals twice in the late 2000s. The Dragons won a state championship back in 2010. Chris Bell's many accomplishments made him a member of the Michigan High School Football Coaches Hall of Fame. In 2016, he stepped down as head coach to be the athletic director at Lake Orion High School. When his replacement, John Blackstock, decided to resign from the position of head coach of the Dragons back in November, Chris Bell was able to take on that role once again as head coach while staying on board as the school's AD. I caught up with Chris Bell recently to talk about all of that and so much more. That conversation starts now. What led to your decision to want to come back and coach football at Lake Orion again? Well, I, you know, obviously when I stepped down, um, I stepped down to assume the role of athletic director. And, uh, you know, I was hoping they would allow me to do both. Uh, but the, the superintendent at the time, and a great lady, uh, she just felt it was best if I stepped away and was able to focus on uh, all the other sports as well. You know, she, she her fear was perception. She, she knew that, you know, hey, I'm going to give, I'm going to work as hard as I can for all of our sports, not just football, but she just felt like the perception of me being the football coach for as long as I was, it just, you know, she felt she didn't want that, that negativity associated with it in any way. So I stepped away 
but, you know, it was always so close to it. You know, John Blackstock uh, was an assistant of mine for the past 19 years or previous 19 years, and he took over. So you know, those guys leaned on me a little bit, but, I, you know, I also wanted to step away and let them do their thing as well. You know, they, they needed to make their decisions and run their systems and do their thing. And But uh, so – when John informed me this year that he wanted to step down as the head coach, uh, we have a new superintendent uh, and uh, our principal I had some discussions and they let me know that if I wanted to take it back on, that I would have their support. Uh, and also, it's funny, I did get a call from our old superintendent, uh, Mary Janopoulos, who called and said, hey, not that you need it. She goes, but I'm all in with you taking this thing back on. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I missed it. You know, I, I'm uh, – I think I can help. Um, I, I really miss working with the kids. I, you know, I miss the coaching staff. Uh, you know, I, I'm one of those old school guys who loves the grind of, you know, uh, of film work and late nights and putting together a game plan. And, you know, that's just, that's really a part of who I, who I was for previous, you know, 25 years. And I just, I wanted to get back to that. So, you know, I'm still young right now. You know, I, I don't know, but I, I don't know how many years that, uh, you know, a couple of years from now, I'll be able to retire. I figured, hey, the last, uh, the last go at this thing, I want to make sure I'm doing everything I can be doing. You know, that I really enjoy. That means working with student athletes and helping them compete and be successful. When you were looking at the possibility the first time of taking on those two roles, both the AD and the coaching position, what interested you in wanting to be an athletic director on top of being a head coach? You know, we had a great athletic director in Bill Reese. Who, who I worked with for a number of years, and uh, he really has had the programs going in the right direction. Uh, it, it just just being close to it, I could do the same for our coaches, to be honest with you. And, and I had been an assistant principal for 12 years as well. Uh, I loved my role as AP, but I was ready for something different. Uh, you know, and I, and I love the fact that I can work with the other coaches, and you know, our, our football program had been successful. As well as, you know, we've got several successful programs at the high school, but we, we have a model. We have a model of what it takes to uh, elevate your sport and be successful, you know, to the best of our abilities. I wanted to be able to share that with our other coaches. But, again, we've, you know, we've had, you know, we've had, I'm fortunate that we have great coaches who run outstanding programs, but it's been, it's been great getting everybody on the same page. And, uh, you know, I think our programs, you know, a lot of our programs have really seen a lot of success you know, hopefully because of that. The bottom line is that we, you know, our goal is to do the best we can for all of our student athletes and all of our sports. And uh, I think we do that. So, you know, that was really the attraction, you know, take that on and turn with uh, not just football, but being able to provide that for all of our other sports as well. When you were the quarterback back in high school during the mid eighties, did you also play defense as well? I did it. The, uh, my JV year, I, I used to when I was younger, and I always crack jokes uh, about it. Yeah, that uh, was pretty good over there. I thought it was pretty good over there. But uh, my JV coach at the time came in and said, you know, we we had a quarterback coach who was a former quarterback at Lake Orion and Jack Parker and Clark Bush and our JV coach. They decided, said, hey, you're going to be our quarterback. You, you know, you're not going to play defense. So my sophomore year ended my defensive career. Yeah, so now you're finally getting to play that dual threat role. You get to be both the head coach and the athletic director. How thrilled are you to have both those opportunities? You know, they're, it's uh, you know, I'm excited obviously about coming back and and in 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 being getting a chance to coach, but they're different jobs. I'll be honest with you. You know, it's uh, you know, from uh, during the day, my job is the athletic director. You know, at, at four o'clock when it's time for practice, you know, my role will be as a football coach um, in the evenings. You know what? I, I put the athletic director hat back on and, uh, you know, it's time to make sure that our contests are running the way they need to run. Unfortunately, I've got a great staff to help me with that. And then when those are done at nine o'clock, I put the football coach back on and I, I hit the film and, you know, put on the pot of coffee and do what I need to do to get ready for practice the next day. So. It's they're really different jobs, you know, and I, again, I, I, I thought I did a good job of this as an assistant principal as well. During the school day, my job was as an assistant principal. You know, they, there's a time to be the football coach. Um, also, you know, uh, weekends, you know, I, you know we, weekends we have some Saturday events, but those are usually early, but Sundays are downtime, and I spend all day Sunday 
prepping for the week for our football preparation, breaking down film, meeting with staff, putting game plans together. So a lot of the work, the work is done during non-AD times. And I have to make sure that I keep that separate. And like I said, I did it for 12 years as an AP and uh, one year as the AD when I was able to do both. But uh, uh, so not an issue. It just means, I'll be honest, it just means a busier summer, busier weekends and longer hours. You know, and on average week, an athletic, you know, athletic directors don't work a 40-hour work week. You know, we, we tend to work, you know, the nature of the job is you're already working 10 to 11-hour days every day because you have events and things like that. So it just means the days get a little bit longer, but uh, I'm looking forward to the grind. Sounds like you've been missing it every day for the last five years. <laughs> you, never, you know what? It's, it's, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, – you know, I've spent my from college on. I've spent my adult life. Uh, it's been the passion. You know, of, 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 you know, working as a, as a, as a coach and how to do a better job coaching kids and uh, not just you know X's and O's as well. Staying on top of schemes, but uh, that's who I've been. And so I get I, I love the fight. And in the last five years have been great. You know, even though I haven't been coaching, it's been great working with the other teams. But there's been a piece of me that uh, has been put on the shelf. And it's nice to be able to take that down and get back at it. You mentioned that it's going to be a much busier summer for you. When I talked to John Blackstock a couple of weeks ago, he was telling me that uh, part of being the head coach was kind of taken away from his family life. As for you, you have five kids and you've got a family on top of all of this. How supportive have they been through all of this process as you get back into coaching and being the athletic director? I think they struggled with me stepping down more than I did, to be honest with you. They are, they are ecstatic. They just know that's me. And, you know, number one, my, you know, my wife is, uh, you know, she's to do everything behind the scenes support and she's, she's all in and she knows that's who I am. So it wasn't even a question when the superintendent principal and I were having discussions, you know, she was on board 100%. So she knows that's who I am. And, uh, I've got, you know, my kids, I've, I've got one left in high school, uh, my daughter Sydney is a fresh, is a sophomore rather. She's going to be a junior, and she plays uh, varsity volleyball and varsity softball. So I'm still able to see her. Um, my other ones are, you know, graduated college, jobs, and beyond. So it's a little, it's a little bit easier. I still have one in college who's at, uh, who's at Northwood University playing volleyball, and that's a little bit harder because there will be some times I won't be able to see her play as much. But you know, nice, nice thing there. Her games are live streamed. And my wife gets to all of her games. So um, it's a little bit easier, to be honest with you. It was a little bit harder back when, you know, I think a little bit harder when back when we had uh, all five kids and they were, you know, all school age and younger. And, you know, I, and my wife knew come from August through uh, November, you know, Christy knew I was pretty useless. She'd fill me in on what I needed <laughs> to know. But, you know, the hours I had to keep were just, it was what it was. But we were used to it. She's grown up with that. With, uh, you know, her dad, you know, Mike Boyd, who was at Lakes for 45 years, and she understands the, the lifestyle, and, you know, they're, they're, they're all in. So, um, fortunately, I have that kind of support. I always tell my young coaches, you, you, you find a, a good lady that, uh, that loves football and loves the fact that you coach, you marry her. That's always <laughs> my advice to my young coaches. When John Blackstock came to you and informed you of his decision to want to step away from that head coaching role and take on a lesser role with the team, what was going through your mind at that moment? And did you get a sense that this was finally your opportunity to not only be the school's athletic director, but get back to coaching the football team? You know, I, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't thought about it until, uh, until John um, let me know he was stepping down. You know, the, uh, um, the, uh, I, I know this, the, uh, toll that it took on John and, uh, you know, I also too, I'll, you know, I would share with you that I've also, you know, I, I would look for, you know, football openings and there were, there were a couple of openings around the state of Michigan that, you know, we're looking for athletic directors slash football coaches, but, uh, you know, moving my family and, and leaving Lake Orion, you know, really never was an option for me, but I would look, I mean, the interest was there. But I'll be honest, you know, I, I hadn't thought about coming back here until you know, I always thought, hey, when I retire you know, from uh, being the athletic director, be able to coach. But uh, when John said, hey, I'm stepping down. All right. That's when we started the conversations with our athletic director and our, our, our with our principal and our superintendent. And uh, but I, I knew the toll was taken on John. John put his heart and soul 
uh, into the program. And again, it's one of those things that unless you've worn those shoes and understand the daily toll that it takes, uh, it, it's hard to imagine the stress that, you know, he put on himself and it, it was really affecting him. So, you know, I supported him in that decision. He gave us everything he had and, and did a great job by the kids. There's so much behind the scenes that people don't see that he put into the program and put into the kids. And so I understood. And the fact that he also, I think, just wanted to stay on and coach. I think he was he was a bit relieved when I told him, hey, I've got the blessing to come back. Um, you know, after, after at the end of the season, when he and I sat down, I shared with him. I, I, I didn't share with him I was coming back until the season was over. You know, even though during the season, he told me about mid-season he wasn't coming back. So we were having those discussions. And then once I got the okay, at the end of the season when they were done, I sat him down and said, okay, listen, I've got the green light to come back. And I think he was relieved and excited because uh, he and I work really well together. You know, he's I lean on him a lot. He does a great job. And, and he lets me deal with the uh, – I, I get to deal with the, the fun stuff. And he can just worry about being a position coach and coaching his kids and getting ready for games and, and really, you know, takes a little bit of pressure off his shoulders. I want to run down the resume that John did. He's been a part of your staff for 19 years, and now he'll be going back to coaching the special teams and defensive back units. But as a head coach for Lake Orion when he took over for you, he won 23 games, made the playoffs three times in the five years that he was head coach. Looking at his contributions, how would you rate him as a head coach? And do you think that's something he may take on again someday? You know, that's a good question. It have to be it have to be the right situation for him, I think, to take to take that again. Uh, you know, right now he's at that age too, where his kids are. He's got he's got a daughter who's an outstanding soccer player who's going to be a she's a sophomore, and she's traveling all over. And his son uh, is an eighth grader, will be seventh grader, but he'll be coming up through. And he's a baseball player and a football player as well. So, you know, they're at that age where they, you know, he's he's really busy with them, and I think it felt like. It was, he felt like it was taking to, taking too much time away from them. Also, the stress. You know, his wife is very supportive, but the stress. And as a, as a football coach, this is one of those things hard to explain. When the team, when you lose on Friday night, it, it's the uh, the stress and strain and that you carry with you through the weekend, and it just it's awful. You know, the you get back to work when you on Monday and you start feeling better when you're working with kids again, but just, you know, the, the expectation, especially when you have a good program and, you know, we've been very good through the years. So the expectation is we should be winning. If we're not winning, then darn it's coach's fault. And that fair or unfair, that's just the way it is. And uh, so, you know, that, that's, that's the biggest thing is, is I think he really, that, that really took a toll on him um, as well as, you know, ch- parents have changed a little bit. Everybody thinks that their parent, their their child should be uh, should be starting, and you know should be, you know, have all these highlights for social media and getting college offers all over. It's just social media has really, really added pressures. It's 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 really warped the reality of of parents. To be honest with you, you know, parents have you know they they see all they all they know is what they see, and they and they really don't know what's behind it. Um, so. There's a lot. Of, there were a lot of things involved, but would he come back? I think in the right situation, you know. In said in terms of us, he left the program in great shape. I mean, our numbers are good. Our kids, you know, we've got some outstanding kids. They're, they're character kids who work hard. You know, good young men. So, I mean, the program's in great shape. We just need to we just need to tweak some things and see what we can do. That's a very good point that you brought up with parents and social media and so much of that taking a toll on a coach. Everybody's got questions about why their kid is not excelling at the level that, say, some other kid might be. As a coach, how do you deal with that and how do you best try to relate the information as to what you're doing as a head coach to those parents? Well, the one thing that we do in our system lends itself to that. We try to play as many kids as we can and get kids on the field. But we also, I'm very, I'm also uh, very transparent. This is varsity football, and we play in probably the best conference in the state of Michigan. So every, and then our non-league schedule is as brutal as it can be as well. I think last year, you know, the Cal Preps rates as the schedules, and last year I think the team played the third toughest schedule in the state of Michigan, and it's going to be just as tough, if not tougher. We, you know, we pick up instead of. Seaholm was down last year. Uh, instead of playing Seaholm, uh, we get Oak Park. So I mean, it's just it's a brutal, brutal schedule. But 
I, I'm just transparent with, with the parents. You know, we, we have to play the best kids, the best. And if, if a parent calls me and says, why is my child not playing? Well, because I think somebody's better. You know, now we try to play. It's high school football. We try to play as many kids as possible. But, you know, in reality, we also have a lot of kids who are also able to two platoon, which gets more kids on the field. We have special teams opportunities. So we'll play in a game. We'll probably play, if it's tight, probably 35 to 40 kids will see the field. Now, when you carry a team of 65 to 70, that's tough. But, you know, so it, that's hard. And we're honest with the kids. You know, the, the kids know. You know, the, the kids really never have an issue because the kids, the kids see it every day. They, they, they know that we're going to play the best players at, at those positions. They have a chance to prove themselves every day. We also coach the heck out of all the kids because during the week, you know, you, you got your individual drills, your scout teams. Every player on our team gets coached and every player on our team has value. I mean, they come out and those kids, I don't care if a kid never sees the field on game day, I guarantee Monday through Thursday, he is busting his rear end every day in practice, and he's getting better, and he's getting coached, and, and we coach him just as hard as if he was a first-teamer. So sometimes parents don't see that, and sometimes they, 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 uh, they, a, a parent can really – the negativity of a parent can really wreck the experience of a child because a kid might see, hey, I might be the fifth-best receiver out here. It's just the way it is. These guys are bigger, taller, faster, better, but – you know, we're going to love that, love that player just like anybody else and coach him up and, and try to get him as good as he can be. But if he's got to go home and listen to every day how coach is a jerk and coach plays favorites, it just it takes a toll on the kid. That's a shameful thing of this. You know, the other thing is these college offers. You know, these offers, colleges throw them out left and right. And, you know, when you dig deep after the signing period, you, you start to see, well, wait a minute, these kids are, well, you want, you, you, you know, we just had it with a Division II school with one of our seniors. They offered one of our offensive linemen. And he said, okay, I'm in. I want to commit. And they said, whoa, wait a minute. We're not, we're not ready to, you know, we're not ready to honor that, that offer yet because they were looking for other kids. And so it, it happens. Just because you have an offer doesn't mean it's really a true offer. But these kids are getting offered left and right by everybody on the sun. And they put it on social media and all the parents. Well, why is my kid not getting offered? So, well, you got to understand – just because somebody offers you doesn't mean it's a scholarship, you know, and there are, so we, we try to educate our parents with that. And, and, and I, I will say this at Lake Orion, we've got outstanding parents. Our parents, you know, we are far luckier than most. Our, most of our parents get it. And uh, they're, they're, they're it's, it's a great community and they're very supportive of all of our teams. So I don't want to, I don't want to paint a, it's just one of the challenges that John had to endure, and one of the challenges that coaches have to endure all over. But we are lucky at Lake Orion that we got great parents. Absolutely. I had a chance to meet some of the parents who are already uh, making preparations and plans for this fall when the season starts again. And you've got a very great community here of parents who understand what's expected of not only the kids, but the community when they're a part of Lake Orion football. When you get a kid for the first time and you're getting ready to coach him, you know what is the right mindset that you are looking for? What is the Chris Bell mindset that you want these kids to have in order to play on your team? You know, football and athletics gives these kids a template, you know, to uh, to try to aim for in terms of of how to prepare themselves as athletes, you know, physically from the training that we offer strength and, and uh, speed training that we offer uh, you know, the encouragement of uh, developing positive habits from nutrition, sleep, staying away from drugs and alcohol. And then the mindset of, of doing your best every day, doing your best. You know, we our, our motto for the, for the season for us is all in. And that means, and a, and a lot of coaches will say this and, and they, they mean it, but there's no difference of, you know, going going to class and putting forth your best effort be willing to do the things that may that we're that you're uncomfortable doing and that's a difference and that's really what we try to push kids everybody's gonna show up to practice you know everybody's gonna practice a certain level but are you willing to push yourself to that uncomfortable level that that's a difference between average and great are you willing to be you know comfortable being uncomfortable and push yourself to that level to maximize your potential because a lot of the kids don't understand how hard they can work and how good they can be because you know, they, they, they aren't pushed to that level. And that's our job is to push them that level, you know, to where they, you know, beyond what they think that they can do. Now, a lot of that is, okay, a lot of it's skill work. You develop those skills. How you develop those skills? You do it through 
great coaching, great technique, all right, and through repetition. And then eventually the talent will take over. They form great habits. The talent takes over. So it's, it's you know, in football, it's a, it's a process. It really is. But they have to buy into that process. And if they cheat themselves, it carries over. You know, you can't be half, you can't be half in. You can't be that kid that's showing up late to class, uh, doing some negative things off the field, you know, not taking care of yourself. It's going to catch up to you. So you got to be all in. And I think football especially gives you that template. And football also requires you to also be a teammate and be unselfish. You know, we talk about, you know, running backs. You know, we start, you know, in our, in our, our, our we have one featured back is our super back in our spread offense. But, you know, we'll rotate a lot of guys. So we may play, you know, up to three through the course of a game. But can those guys understand that, hey, maybe one might get more carries than number two? Can you all be happy for each other? Can you all pull for each other? Can you all work together? Can you all help each other? It requires kids to be teammates, you know, and unselfish. So all the skills that we hope our kids leave high school with, football teaches. That's why I love it. That And really that's – you know, the, the other template that we have, our kids at Lake Orion, we're going to block and tackle. And I take that from my father-in-law at Waterford Lady Lakes. You know, he, he was very, very successful. I, I learned this at a young age. you got to make sure all of your kids can block and tackle and be fundamentally sound. We start there, and that gives us a chance. Again, let, it allows talent to take over. But if you're not fundamentally sound, I don't care how talented you are. There are plenty of talented teams out there who don't do well because fundamentally they're not very good. So we start with our fundamentals. Um, like I said, we have a process, you know, and our goal is to, is basically is every year I say, our goal is to exceed our potential. Let's be as good as we can be. And then a little bit better. And if we do that, I don't care if it's three wins, five wins, nine wins, 12 wins, you know, that, that will take care of itself. Let's make sure that we exceed our potential. You want to be the best influence that you can for these kids. Who are some of the biggest influences in your career in becoming a head coach? I, I was fortunate to play for some great head coaches. You know, in turn, they were great people. You know, I had, uh, and it goes all the way back to you know, my, my junior varsity coach, a guy by the name of Clark Bushman, was, uh, you know, he, he, was, he, was, he was very much old school, but he loved the game of football. He taught you to play with, with passion and taught you to play hard and love the game and love the grind. And, and then I was fortunate and at my, you know, in high school, I played for uh, Doug Frazier, longtime coach at uh, Birmingham Sea home. Well, he, when he was at Lake Orion, I was fortunate enough to play for Doug and Doug really uh, as a quarterback, you know, he, he, you know, Doug did his best to involve me in game planning and, and not, and not Doug with Doug made the game plans, but he reviewed it with me and he would take input. Do you like this? Do you not like this? What are your ideas? And what I learned was Doug wanted to make sure he tailored the game plan to what I thought I could do well. And, uh, you know, he gave me some flexibility, some freedom, um, taught me a ton. And I also played my basketball coach, Chuck Mahoney, who unfortunately passed away. Uh, he was just a great person. You know, and they, they, they really provided an example. Doug, Chuck, Clark, um, they provided an example of, you know, if you're going to – it's an honor to be a coach. and It's an honor to coach young men. And you need to hold yourself as a person to a higher standard if you're going to do this. Um, I think that's that's for all educators, you know, fair or unfair. You know, we 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 work with young people, and we need to hold ourselves to a standard there where we can be role models. Um, you know, be positive every day. I also had to, I was also fortunate to work with uh, Pete Schmidt, and uh, Pete Schmidt was uh, coach at Albion College, and I spent two years working with Pete as a student assistant. I played for a couple of years and I, I spent two years working with Pete and he gave me a great education as well. And one of the most knowledgeable X and O guys you ever come across. And uh, so great opportunities there learning from Pete. Um, and then still some of the things that he taught me, you know, still influence what we do here at Lake Orion on the offensive side of the ball. And then I also was fortunate, you know, the, the other thing as well is I've had some great assistant coaches. Uh, my college roommate, Dave Tooley, uh, he and I coached for, you know, 20, heck, 25 years together and uh, going way back to when we were in college, pushing each other. You know, he was a defensive guy. I was an offensive guy. We we're always pushing each other, and sharing ideas. And, and uh, so I, I've been fortunate to be surrounded by some great influences and great people. Your first job as a head coach came back in 1991 at Linden High School when you were coaching the football team over there. 
What were some of those early days like, and what were some of your emotions like as you were getting to know the role of being a head coach? I, I was a head coach right out of college at Linden High School. And, uh, you know, myself and like, Dave Tooley and another college roommate, Rodney Targus, and we, you know, Linden was in rough shape. And uh, we didn't win a lot of games. We won one game in two years, and, you know, here we won a bunch of young guys who thought we knew everything and just give us a team and we'll find ways to win to learn. It was, oh, my God, there's so much we don't know. And then we went over to St. Clement High School in Centerline, and uh, Dave and I, and, and uh, in two years, we, we made two trips to the state semifinals and started to figure it out. Now I inherited a good program. Uh, St. Clement had a great football tradition. And, uh, so, you know, there's a little bit of pressure, you know, Hey, you gotta, you know, I, I appreciate Vic Michaels, um, who's now the director of the Catholic league. Vic was the AD and Vic took a chance on a young guy who hadn't had a lot of success, but you know, he, he you know, over through the interviews, he, he knew philosophically what that was about and X and O wise what that was about. And, uh, so I had that experience as I came in and worked for three years with Rich Burrell as the assistant coach. And, uh, and then after three years, um, you know, they in the, when when uh, Rich was let go, they named me the interim coach, and then they took the interim tag off. You know, at, when we got close to the summer, they saw the work we were doing with the kids and all that. So, I don't know if it was ever a, a real huge adjustment period. I, I, you know, we had a, we had a group of seniors at the time that had just we'd grown up with. You know, they, they we had them as sophomores, and they were a great group of guys that that wanted to win as bad as I did. And they, they really – this is really what it takes. A group of seniors said, you know what, it's it's about time. Let's start doing things the right way. We can do more. And, uh, you know, we ended up that first year, we ended up losing the semifinals to Rockford. Uh, but, I mean, these kids, they, they were phenomenal. Talk about a great group of kids. Tough kids, played hard, uh, just loved to play the game. Um, and that really – I'll be honest with you, that group of kids really became – helped set the standard of how we're going to play at Lake Orion. You know, we're going to be, you know, we're going to play. Lake Orion has always been a tough, hard nosed old fashioned style football program. Um, but we, in 98, you know, we threw the ball all, all over the yard. I mean, I think by the time we were done that year, there was only one team in the state of Michigan who had thrown it more. Uh, that was Mayo because they were running the run and shoot offense and all that stuff. But we had thrown it, but we threw it because that's what our talent level dictated. You know, it wasn't that it wasn't we just we weren't going to become, you know, BYU. It was just the fact that we had a quarterback and some athletes and, and uh, we could do that really well. Now, over the years, again, we've had some good. We've, we've our offense has changed as our talent has changed. But the, the foundation for us to be successful is you still get a great group of kids who love to play the game and who are willing to work hard and who are tough. That's what we're that's what we're, we're about. Some years we've, we've been great developing that some years we haven't been but uh you know by and large i mean if you take a look at the year we won the state championship in 2010 great kids fundamentally sound worked hard tough kids probably not our most talented team but they had all the intangibles you know the high character team um so kind of a roundabout answer i you know I, did i i grew yeah you know, i kind of grew i grew up with those guys a little bit um there really wasn't you know, I wasn't really worried about – I don't worry about expect, – you know, expectations are what they are. We always expect to win. I'm more focused on the kids. Let's let's get ready to play. Let's be the best we can be. There's not enough time. There's really not enough time to worry, I'll be, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. So when you got that call to be the head coach at your alma mater, what was going through your mind when you realized that this was your opportunity to come home? Well – I was down at St. Clement. I'll be honest. I was down at St. Clement and uh, I was a head coach at St. Clement and the athletic director called me and uh, he said that they, they were having a huge buyout here at Lake Orion and Chrissy and I had just gotten married and uh, shortly thereafter she was pregnant with our first child. And I'll be honest, it was, it was really hard to leave St. Clement. Um, you know, St. Clement was, it was a tremendous people, great support, loved working with Vic uh, just, it was awesome. But the hard part was, so I, I'm now young. I, I'm, I'm now married, you know, we're going to have a baby soon. And my salary is $17,000 a year. Insurance isn't very good. So I had a chance to come up here to be off be the offensive coordinator for Rich Burrell. And, uh, you know, coming up here 
my starting salary up here was like twenty-five thousand dollars. I was going to make another two thousand to coach football. I thought, man, I'm rich. Holy cow! I'm going to make twenty-seven grand. I'm loaded. And we came up here. We bought a home, of which we're still in. We bought whatever we could afford, and 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 uh, um. So I I came up. I came back. You know, it was it was a chance to get into the public system more than anything. And the fact that it was Lake Orion where I went to school was uh, that was a blessing. But I came back here as an assistant with no guarantee that I was going to be the head coach. You know, Rich, you know, I had talked with Rich and Rich was great to work for. And he had said, he said, Hey, you know, when we were talking for, I came, he said, Hey, cause you're going to be the offensive coordinator. He said, I, I might be here two years, three years, one year. He said, I, I don't know. It's five years. He said, when I'm done, Hey, you're gonna be in a great position to take over. So, but there were no promises that, Hey, you're going to be the head coach here. And, uh, you know, but after three years, um, administratively they made a change and I, and I don't know if they made the change and say, Hey, we're going to hire Chris. So they just said, Hey, uh, we want to go in a different direction. And, and they, uh, uh, rich resigned. And like I said, I was the interim and ran all the off season stuff. And they, uh, uh, as we got close to the summer, they said, Hey, you're going to be our guy. We're going to give you a shot. You're going to be our guy. So, so it kind of was a roundabout way. Um, you know, yeah. To be, you know, Lake Orion, I'll be honest, you know, from when I had graduated in 86, and then came back in 95, 10 years. Like it can change a little bit. There's some things I didn't recognize anymore. Uh, you know, and, and we had to, you know, football-wise, they said Rich was was uh, a great person and good for kids and very good football coach. But I don't care who it is. You're going to have different philosophies. And the program's going to be a little bit different. So I tweaked some things that, that I thought we were missing. Uh, very similar to what John, you know, when, when John took over for me. John did some things a little bit differently that he thought were best. So... Um, yeah, you know, that's in a roundabout way. That's, that's how it all came together. Just looking at what you accomplished during that time in your first run as head coach, you won 149 games, a state championship back in 2010. You also won seven district titles, four regional titles, and you're a member of the Michigan high school coaches hall of fame. When you took over the program, could you have ever imagined having that kind of resume? You know, again, it's not something that, you know, playing for state title was always, was always the ultimate goal. You know, and we, were, we were fortunate to get to that game twice. And when we got there in 2010, you know, that definitely being there in 2008 prepped our kids. You know, Plymouth was really good, but it took Plymouth about a half to shake off kind of the starry-eyed look of, oh, my God, we're playing at Ford Field, where our kids are playing right from the gate. And that might have been us early on in 2008 playing Rockford. We were a little starry-eyed playing at Ford Field. So, um, but the you know did I ever anticipate the, the state championship was always the goal, playing for it and get to that level. And I think Bill Reese, you know, Bill Reese was always you know Bill as our AD. That was always his message: is, is why not us? We we can get there. And Bill gave us every resource we needed and supported us the whole way. So credit to him. But. You know what? At the end of the season, when you at the end of a career, when it's all done, you know what? Then you can you can step back and appreciate and say, hey, you know what? We won some games. We did some things. I, I always go this way. I have that, you know, and this is I've never really looked back. First of all, football is is such a team game. So yeah, the records get the records get assigned to me, but I'm only as good as my assistant coaches and my players. Number one. Number two, I know I do understand the work a head coach puts in, what a head coach has to do, and there has to be some leadership in some direction. But as I tell my players, there's not time to sit back and reflect and you know and uh, you know think about the accolades. The time is when you're done. You know, at the end, like I said, during the season, you, you, we get basically 24 hours to feel good about ourselves if we win a game, and then it's back to work. And I think the same thing with uh, with coaching. You know, I think you know what you, you every year is new, and I think that's really what's great about coaching is every year is a new challenge so it keeps you refreshed um so yeah i, I look at it, we've done some really good stuff and do, do the numbers dictate that you know do do uh you know is it is it worthy of being in the hall of fame yeah i think it is i think we've done some good things we've put lake orion on the map as as a football program and and uh it's pretty well known and we've won some big games but it, but the, the other side is it doesn't win us one game in, uh, you know, in, in 2022, you know, all that stuff was great, but you know, you can't spend too much time looking in the rear view mirror. Uh, it, it doesn't win us one game going forward. So we got to reprove ourselves again.
What are some of those challenges that you're going to face when you get back to coaching this coming August? The biggest challenge right now has been, you know, is, is uh, working with uh, our coaching staff. I mean, I know them because most of them have been with us and we've got some that are teachers in the district. Um, but they also, most of them as well, some of them have played for me. So they understand, you know, we've, we've got four players on staff. Um but just working with them, change, you know, you know, again, it's, it's, you do this every year, but philosophically, this is who we're going to be. This is how we're going to play. Here's the expectations. Here's what we got to get back to. That's the biggest thing right now is working with the staff. Uh, and then we transition during the summer, you know, putting our summer program back in place and using the allowable days that we have to work with the kids because we want, you know, the preseason is so short in August that you got to be ready to go by the time football starts. That means your seven on sevens are done, your offense is installed, your defense is installed. Fundamentally, the kids, you know, they haven't been able to tackle anybody, but at least they position wise, they know techniques, terminology, where they need to be. Uh, so, you know, I guess the, probably the biggest challenge we have is going to be getting our group ready for the level of competition that we have to play. And that's it. Again, there are no there are no easy wins on our schedule. Every single game is going to be playing a playoff caliber team, and it's going to be a dogfight week in and week out. You you said something just a moment ago that really stuck with me when you said that you put Lake Orion on the map. You have been a integral part of that, not just as the head coach, but you were the quarterback of your high school football team at Lake Orion, and you achieved a lot of success when you were there. What has it been like to go from that guy who was the quarterback of his high school football team that the man really associate not just as the football coach of Lake Orion, but the community of Lake Orion as a whole? Uh, again, it's not something that I, I think about a lot. I mean, Lake Orion is a great place, and I'm just I'm just a small piece. You know, I'm a small part. And, uh, you know, not only as a, you know, obviously as a football coach, that you get a lot of attention, you know, there's, you know, football's in a, you know, it's, it's a high attention sport in our community and all over, you know, it's, it's the number one rated fan viewing sport in the, you know, in the country. But uh, you know what, but it's just, you know, I, I just try to do my part. I mean, that, that's really what it's all about. I mean, I've raised my kids here. My wife and I are involved in the community. We take great pride in in uh, in everything that's Lake Orion. Whether you know we enjoy you know, everything, it's it's a great place to live. It's a great place to raise a family. Uh, you've got you've got people with some tremendous core values. Uh, they support their kids. Um, so yeah, you know a lot of people. Yes, a lot of people do equate myself with Lake Orion because that's just a name they've heard over and over and over again. And there's been a lot, obviously in education, in schools, there's a lot of turnover. I think I'm on our We've been through five or six superintendents. We've been through four or five principals. We've been through, but the bottom line is, and this is what I'm proud of, our superintendent that we have in place, just like the previous superintendent, Mary Indianapolis, and, and going all the way back to Tom Kirkwood, Bobby, good people, our, our building principal, you know, one of the greatest human beings you're going to see in Steve Hawley. You know, we Todd Dunkley was with us for a number of years. So people that come in, he said they, they have our core values, and they believe in raising kids the right way and doing the best you can. We're not perfect. We all make mistakes. But the bottom line is we always try to do what's in the best interest of our kids. And, you know, and athletically, I think we've established a tradition that, you know what, let, let's not be let's not feel like we have to apologize for wanting to be the best. Let, let's aim to be the best that we can be. And there's a hell of a lot of lessons you can learn when you're trying to be the best and trying to win championships. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to win them all the time. But I'll tell you what, it's a heck of a ride, a heck of a process, and I think that's carried over into all of our other sports. And, again, we've got some tremendous, tremendous coaches. You know, a guy, uh, our track coach, Stan Ford, you know, I, I, if you ever – I don't know how much you cover track, but he would be a great candidate to have on your show. Uh, track's one, or Stan is one of the best coaches in the state of Michigan, and he's stepping down after 40 years. So this is going to be his last year as a track coach. And I think he's stepping down because 40 years is a round number, and when do you step down? So he, uh, you know, from, from Stan, um, you know, Darren Abbasi, our longtime swim coach was phenomenal. Jim Manzo, we've had him forever. Andy Schrammick, our baseball coach is one of the winningest baseball coaches in the state of Michigan. So in these guys, we, we've all built programs in a similar way of, Hey, let's, let's aim to be the best, do the best we can. 
and learn lessons along the way. What are some things that you hope your kids that you've coached during these last several years and now with this second run coming up, what do you hope that are some lessons that you can impart on them that they'll take with them later in life? You know, the, the, the basically the, the life transferable skills that, you know, the blueprint for success on the football field is the same blueprint you're going to need when you go off to college or the same blueprint you're going to use when you're in your career area, the same blueprint you're going to need when you're raising a family, that blueprint of showing up every day with a positive attitude, being your best, doing the right things, uh, being able to handle, um, uh, being able to handle challenges. You know, life is not always sunshine and ice cream. Being able to bounce back, being able to learn from mistakes. So those lessons, we hope that, you know that that's it's necessary to win on the football field, but it's necessary in life, and that's what we talk about. And, and I think the other thing too with my players, you know, one of my favorite things in in the world is is meeting up is is seeing some of my old players that played for us that come back and have a different outlook on life. And, but the the times that we had together were special. You know, they, they're just special and it, it's something that, you know, it's, it's something that's a bond that will never be broken that, you know, that coaches and players have that they know that we did everything we could to try to help them be their best. But also most importantly too, is we had fun doing it. We, we had a great time with them and, you know, you develop some positive relationships and some neat relationships, you know, coaches, coaches can push athletes a little harder than mom and dad can. And, and I crack up sometimes. I get a call from mom or dad and say, hey, would you talk to so-and-so about this because they're not listening to me? But yet when you say it, it, it seems to, <laughs> to mean something. And I crack up. But that is really the relationship we have with these guys is we, we can call their bluff. We can tell them, hey, hey, you're cutting corners here or whatever it might be. Or, you know, we're there for the good times and bad times. Um, so those experiences, you know, I, I hope the kids leave here knowing that, hey, they were coached, they were coached well. They were coached hard, uh, and they were left with some positive lessons, regardless of how many wins that translates onto the field. You know, we tell us that nothing is guaranteed, and that's probably what's so great about the game, but we're going to do our best that we can to provide a great experience for them. Awesome. And I think that's really what we say through Lake Orion Athletics. We want this to be a positive, life-enhancing experience for our student-athletes with life-transferable skills. That's really one of the – the platforms for all of our sports that, that we talk about all the time with our coaches, in our preseason meetings is remember why we're here. Remember who our clients are. You know, let's remember the bigger picture, regardless of wins. Let's make sure that they're better because they played for us. All right. than when we got them. So, and I think that same template applies to, uh, you know, to football players. And I am so excited to get a chance to talk about your kids all season long next season. When we start the new Football Coaches Show, as well as the Friday Night Call-In Show. It's going to be exciting to talk about the progression that your kids make both on and off the field. Chris Bell, it is so thrilling to have you back uh, coaching the Dragons. I'm excited to see what your teams are going to do, and I wish you all the best in getting back to the sidelines. I really appreciate you you having me. Uh, Humbled and honored. I look forward to talking with you during the season. And uh, really quick, if I can, I would like to uh, just offer my congratulations to uh, Kurt Richardson, who uh, over at Clarkson, as he uh, announced his retirement, um, you know, he's been uh, a fixture over there at Clarkson. You know, he and I believe in many of the same philosophies. Uh, We always look forward to playing each other. We had, you know, for a number of years, it was almost the Ohio State Michigan type battle where (laughs) the winner of our game was going to win our league. And. And we look forward to those and, and had nothing but the uh, utmost respect for him and his teams. And I know they'll be in good hands, whoever they hire, but uh, Kurt was one of a time. And I wish him the best. Kurt has been a integral part of this show in helping it get off the ground. We talked to him many times, and I'm hoping to catch up with him soon to talk about that decision and give him an opportunity to reflect. He has done a tremendous job over there at Clarkston with those three state championships and many kids who have gone on to have success and further that success over in college football and really just in life like we were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. As a stand-up guy, and you are that too. And it's unfortunate that we didn't get one more Chris Bell-Kurt Richardson game, but like you said, sometimes you just know when it's time to take a step back. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Awesome. Well, well thank-, thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate it. I can't wait to have you be a part of the show this fall. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thanks so much. Many thanks once again to Chris Bell for making some time this week on A Duff Said. Now, there are a lot of kids at Lake Orion High School with the potential to be college players someday. Coach Bell will no doubt be working hard to develop that talent. One thing he did tell me this week is that there are a lot of good kids coming through the football program and all of the athletic programs at Lake Orion High School. He specifically told me that college coaches are going to be spending a lot of time at Lake Orion. Also want to thank this week the boys basketball coach at Lake Orion, Jose Andradas, and his two seniors, Alden Ritt and Trevor Witt, for making an appearance this week as well. Best of luck to the Dragons and all the boys and girls basketball teams in the state of Michigan competing in the state tournament. And that's going to wrap up this edition of A Duff Said. Remember to check out my website, aduffsaid.com. There you can find this show as well as all the previous episodes I've done just by going to aduffsaid.com and clicking on the Listen to a Duff Said Episodes tab. You can also find information on this show by going to my Facebook page, Sports Journalist Duff Tyler. You can also find me on Twitter, at Duff Tyler. Until next time, this is Duff Tyler reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true, because that's what a Duff said. <laughs>